What's going on, Radio Freest Van listeners, and welcome to episode 119 of the Radio Freest Van podcast, a general <laughs> wargaming podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co-host Derek here. Go and say what's going on, Derek. How's it going, everybody? And my co-host, powerful Ryan. Go and say what's going on, Ryan. What's happening? We uh we don't have Scott today. He had to sit this one out, but he's here with us in spirit. Uh, and if you, like I can feel in my heart, he's probably somewhere painting or building BattleTech. That's all that man does anymore. And jujitsu. He also beats the piss out of other people, doesn't he? Or does he not do that I anymore? I think that's <laughs> that's that's Muay Thai, not Jiu Jitsu. Oh, two totally up, different things. Beats up all the little and, kids in his karate class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he Muay Thai the piss out of all the eight year olds in his in his class. <laughs> uh, also, I don't know that he's back. I, he's going to do it again, I'm sure, but I don't know that he's back doing it because of his leg injury. But uh, that's he's, okay. He doesn't have a brace or nothing now. He's still limping around a little bit. Last time I seen him a couple weeks ago, but he's definitely getting better. His doctor might not be too happy if we convince him to start Muay Thaiing again. That's probably for the best. Just got to do it crane style, man. One leg. (laughs) Yeah. It worked in Karate Kid. It did work in Karate Kid. And in the remake. Yeah. So anyway, we got a pretty good episode for you guys. (laughs) We have uh, have some some things we want to announce. Oh. What's going on over there? Looks Come like here. Ryan got Ryan got blot, brought a, a plate of something. And Food, he was, gentlemen. He, he was great. Look at these. Mm. I got homemade chips. Okay. And look at this. She made bread from scratch, and then made me grilled cheese with bacon from it. So this is like legit, like all like homemade shit right here. Wow, it's like you're in the goddamn forest, <laughs> just just forging and creating. It's like being in the Middle Ages. You don't even. Yeah. R- R- Ryan's never walked <laughs> into a supermarket in his life. <laughs> Emily made that Coke can he just drink out of. <laughs> Carbonated herself. No, it looks delicious, Ryan. So we got a good episode for you guys. We're gonna announce a couple things. Uh, we're gonna go over some hobby progress. What we've been working on. I think we're all over the spectrum on this one, to be honest with you. Uh, then we're going to talk about, or we're going to talk, we're going to go into voicemails. And before we go into voicemails, I just want to let you know how disappointed I am in all of you for not submitting your spooky stories for Spooky October. Um, Derek. Oh. Are you disappointed as I am? Like I know we got, I think we got some. I'm, I'm pretty voicemails, I, but I was kind of looking forward to that. I, I gotten so wrapped up, I forgot it was October. Yeah, I. By the time we get any spooky stories and any fun stories, it's gonna be November. Yeah. I feel like, and that's okay. I'll, I'll I'll be okay. We, we give and give to this damn podcast. <laughs> it just, <laughs> just, just get nothing back. Don't cry, Derek. Don't cry. It's all right. But anyway, we did have some voicemails. We're going to go over it. If anybody did send these spooky, spooky stories in, uh, bless your heart. We'll find out. We'll know who you are. And we, you know. Anyway, uh, then we're going to finish up with that. We're going to talk about some camp discussions. So we're going to we're going to try and 
see where we're at in the whole war gamer camp, war games camp, and and how that's going along. So, anyway, let's go ahead and break this down. First off, let's go ahead and talk about deep stringing Santa shout out. <laughs> Just kidding, deep striking. Deep striking Santa shout out. So powerful Jamie over over here in Radio Free Estevan. Uh, the same guy that runs the Toys for Tots charity auction, everything like that. He is assembling what's called the Deep Striking Santa program. Now, the way this works is you submit your name. You submit a few things, actually. Like, you're going to submit, like, what army you play, what game you play, any all those different questionnaires. If you actually send us a message, we'll get you inside the uh, closed group so you can get the full information and what happens is Jamie takes your name. He finds somebody else that's relatively close to you that's also looking to send a Christmas gift. And he gives that name to that person. You have no idea who has your name and who has your information. <laughs> that just sounded awkward. <laughs> it's okay. We're all cool. Yeah, we're all cool. And uh, you buy a Christmas present for each other. And so it's just a gift exchange for the holidays. We did it last year. It worked out very well. Uh, we got a no- all. We did it for only our Patreon supporters. Uh, we have the Deep Striking Santa program, and this year, because we've kind of removed the Patreon, we've removed any of that, uh, we're opening it up to everybody. One thing I will say is uh, no douchebags allowed, and like nobody who scams other people are allowed to participate in this. So I would say definitely take a good, hard look at yourself and to deem, am I worthy and am I responsible enough uh, to be in this, uh, to be in this Really cool thing that that we're doing. I mean, if things happen, just let Jamie know. But uh, if you just go ghost on us, you know, we'll find you. <laughs> Michael's got Google. Yeah, he's a powerful man with Google. Yeah, it's what I do for for pretty much. Oh, uh, we'll find you. Like <laughs> somebody will post up in like the uh, Crusader host. Man, this one guy's back back on that bullshit scamming people. Michael will be like, hold up, I'm hold up, I'm on my break. Here's right, his mom's he, number. Yeah, here's his mom's phone number. Here, here's his dad's address. Go, <laughs> we'll send him a message. Either way, so if you're interested in that, go and send an email to Jamie. That's J A M E at Warhammer30k.com. Let him know you're interested, and he will get you all the information you need there. And he did a great job running it last year. I'm sure he'll do a great job running it this year, and it's gonna be fun going to be fun especially this year because it's all like different game systems too oh yeah so you say like i'm interested in this game system <laughs> yeah you can post up you know y'all talk a lot about BattleTech dusts uh what's a good way to get into it and you know might get might might get a starter set who knows who knows who knows last year i got a bunch of acquisitors for my sisters of silence rad it was rad so Anyway, uh, next thing we want to talk about is October 24th. I want you guys to take your phone out. So if you're driving, go ahead and pull over. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> test, test, your, test your skills. You're, you're, you're an adult. You can do, you can do what you want. <laughs> God damn it. Don't get somebody killed in us soon. Pull over. <laughs> if, they, if they choose. Okay, they probably already had their phone out. If they're about it, you know. <laughs> I mean... Fuck it, dude. <laughs> no balls. <laughs> Do it, pussy. <laughs> I mean, you're already playing us on your phone right now anyway. <laughs> anyway, so October 24th, go ahead and pull your phone out. Go ahead and set your calendar. And on that calendar, you need to put on there Cult of Paint Kickstarter Begins. 
So the powerful boys over at Cult of Paint, we're actually going to have Henry on our next show here right before the drop happens. But he'll come on. He'll talk a little bit more. But the guys over the Cult of Paint, powerful Henry Steele and Andy Wardle. And they they got together with uh, Harder and Steinbeck, and they designed the perfect airbrush, what they feel is the perfect wargaming miniature airbrush. And so October 24th. And a million people have been asking, how is this any different than whatever, whatever? It's totally different. They literally redesigned it. They took elements from several airbrushes they like and combined it into one and then custom designed a trigger that's on no other airbrush in the world. So it's different. It's not just like a rebranded thing. It's literally a totally different airbrush. And as far as anyone knows or can tell me, it's the only airbrush in the world specifically designed for miniatures painting. Like all these other ones that you get, like, I'm, I mean, like everybody knows I'm a fan of Badger. I got a bunch of Badger airbrushes. That said, when they were originally created, they were just, they're just airbrushes that they made for like auto detailing, like people that paint motorcycle helmets and shit or whatever, cake decorating, whatever it was that they just sell to war gamers because they do work, but they've never been designed specifically for miniatures war gaming. And this brush is it's designed by miniature war gamers for miniature war gamers. And it's different. Boom. Yeah. I was pretty much sold at the whole prospect of not getting a whole bunch of dry tip. I was like, yep, I'm in done. Eliminate dry tip. I'm in. <laughs> You've, so yeah, the fact that like everything who doesn't like their tip wet. Cup I mean, come out. you always want your tip to be wet, right? That's all I think about. It's keeping that yeah. tip wet. Just yeah, stay wet, really. Yeah, you're showing off some of these warlocks at uh, Heresy Camp, and man, they are impressive. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We get we get absolutely nothing for promoting them. By the way, like there's no kickback where we're gonna get something if you know they sell or anything like that. It's straight up just like. Hey, check, check if nothing else, check it out. Like it's it's worth being on your radar. Jump on the fucking like, jump on this. Like it's almost Christmas. May as well <laughs> play those points now. Treat yourself. Treat yourself, son. Treat yourself. If so. you can hear me crunching all the way through this advertisement, I give zero fucks. This is a delicious sandwich. I'm almost done too. No, we can't hear you. There's no crunching going on. So, but yeah. <laughs> so October 24th, guys, go check that out. Set your reminders. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be throwing it all over our Facebook page so you guys can see it. So, But anyway, let's talk about some hobby progress, man. What have you guys been working on? I've been fighting with some fucking green stuff. Oh, yeah? What you making with that green stuff? Uh, just some more gap filling on my uh, Fire Raptor. The, what was it? The port side on the fuselage towards the nose uh, kind of doesn't doesn't line up the way I'd like it to. And uh, boy, I forgot how much I hated working with green stuff. Uh, some of the lesser parts I'd been uh, using was it Milliput? I think the ultra fine white. Yep, yep. And uh, I don't know, it just didn't work as well in that particular case. So I thought, you know, green stuff might give me a different result. And uh, I've been working on it a little bit, letting it dry, looking at it, be like, uh, can I prime it now? No, I think I can do better. And work on it a little more, wait for it to dry, and just pulling my hair out over that. I kind of remember you, like, I don't know if cockily is a word, but, like, you were, like, pretty cocky when you were talking about how easy it was to assemble that Fire Raptor. And then here we are, 
Well, yeah, it's just this one one particular area. Yeah, I, I could have done it better. I'm guessing the one particular area is the top where the little winglets glued in front of the wings. Nope, not at all. What? You actually figured that out, huh? Did you watch my video on that? You have a video on that? Mm-hmm. What's it? Uh, what's it called? <laughs> I don't know, right? It's called, Ryan's, like called this Ryan's. This is a perfect spot that, to plug that he shared the like Patreon that. like five times. Oh, it's in the Patreon chat. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. I was like, damn, Ryan got YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen some of the Just the Tip series, but must have missed that one. But no, it's where the, uh, like where the left side meets the nose. There's like a little like lip area. Just like the very front like corner. I don't know how else to describe it. Oh. That's fair. I understand what you're talking about. But yeah, just one part like overhangs a little bit and I don't want to shave it back. So I'm building up underneath it and. It's probably fine. I could probably prime it tonight, but I think I can do better. And what army is this designed for? Like, is this going to be your Night Lords? <clears throat> yeah, it's going to cap off my Night Lords to uh, 3,000 points. Dig it. Rock and roll, boy. Aside from that, I've just been trying to clean up my hobby space, kind of get stuff sorted through where I've got more room. I dig it. It's badass. Kind of working on that while I'm waiting for stuff to dry or not feeling like fighting green stuff. I wish I had. Do you use like those? Uh, do you use those tools, like the green stuff tools, like the the rubber paintbrushes and all that? Or are you still fingering it? Uh, I've got some like basic sculpting tools. I'm using like exacto knife and stuff like that. Nothing too wild. I know, like a uh, green stuff world sells like those rollers and stuff like that, like to help you smooth stuff out. That way you don't actually have to use your thumb in there and all that jazz. And I know these tools always seem like, why the fuck would I buy that if it's like. Like, you know, why would I buy that if I could, you know, just use my finger and all that stuff? But they really do work, like, a lot of these things. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really needing them as much. Uh, I'm kind of leaving it a little uh, bulkier just so it, you know, hardens a little bit and I can file it down. I don't have to worry about getting, like, a, cl a cleaned edge while it's, you know, still wet. For I sure. clean that up with a file. But, uh, yeah, man, that's been me. Dig it, dude. What about you, Ryan, man? What you been working on, man? Working on eating these fucking chips. Working on his damn, <laughs> working on his dinner. <laughs> Derek couldn't have talked for 20 more seconds. I only got three left. There was stuff in my face. Nope. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I've been chasing around contractors on the gaming barn. I got the, uh, the footers have been dug. I need them to come out here and pour the footers. They're supposed to pour it Monday. And it did rain a little bit. I still think they could have been poured. These people don't realize I used to do that for a living. Oh, digging poor worst. footers. That's the worst for them, dude. So, like, like, they don't realize you're like a... They think you're just a rich dude throwing money around who's building a barn in his front yard. They're like, this rich motherfucker wants me to build a barn in his yard. One, <laughs> I am not rich. If I am rich, <laughs> I didn't know about it. Uh, two, Um. yeah. The guy, the guys doing it are super nice dudes or whatever, but I don't know what it is about fucking independent contractors, construction workers, man. It's like they want money, but they don't want money. It's like any excuse. Oh, God damn, there's three drops of rain. We're calling. They're taking the day off. It drives me fucking crazy. It honestly does. It's like, you know, if you just finish this, you can have your fucking check and you can leave and then you can, you know, do whatever you want to do. That's not here. 
You go do another you know? job. Go get more work. Like anything. Literally anything. <laughs> Literally anything. So, still waiting on that. Uh, it was a little wet Monday, but it's not rained or anything since then. I feel like they definitely should have poured them today. They didn't. So, if their asses ain't out here tomorrow, phone calls will be made. Uh, but once that's poured, I have to get the... So, they pour the footers, and then they got to build... Because of the way it's in the ground, because my yard slopes, they got to pour the footer and then build up the foundation with block to a certain level to make it level with the ground on just because of the way the ground slopes. And when they do that, I have to be there to coordinate because I have to put two pipes through the wall for the geothermal that's going to be out there because the I have a general contractor that's taking care of everything and organizing everything except for the AC. I'm handling that myself. I got a friend that does it for a living. So I have to coordinate with the subcontractors of the general contractor myself to get like, so if I'm not here and they like just fucking lay the block wall, I'm fucked. Cause it's like, Oh, there needs to be pipes there. But now there's not cause you've just went ahead and did it. while I was at work or whatever? So I need to catch them while they're out here to show them where these pipes go so that they can put the pipes in and, you know, mortar around it or whatever. It's just a mess. You, I dealt with this when I built my house. It's just something you gotta get used to. People who've never built a house or been on a construction job site and dealt with a bunch of they don't they probably don't get it, but it's a pain in the dick hole. So that's been occupying a lot of my time. And then uh, I've been hot and heavy trying to get this War Games camp nailed down. I've been doing a lot behind the scenes that I don't think a lot of people realize. So that's been eating up a lot of time. We're already at so we need roughly. $8,000 for the deposit. I think actually a little south of that, between seven and 8000 closer to eight. And I believe, I can actually look right now, I think we're at about uh, 6500 So we're almost there. If we could just get a few more people to go ahead and pre-buy their tickets, we'd be good to go. Um, I've sold my salamanders, and I sold my orcs, and I sold some other shit, and I've put all that money towards the deposit. So I'm personally out right now. I mean, I'll get it back, but just to show people I believe in it, 5500 of my bucks are tied into this. So 5500 of that 6500 is my money. So, I mean, it's, it's not that I'm not trying or, you know, whatever to make it happen. And how can people send their money in, Ryan? Um, just PM me on Facebook or message us or get a hold of us. However, just get in contact with me, and uh, I'll give you uh, a PayPal, and you just pay me that PayPal, and then I put you on the list. So we got three people on the list so far that have already pre-bought their ticket. And then once we uh, get the deposit, we can actually lock in a date because, like we talked about in the last show, we can't. I can only tell you it's going to be sometime in September or early October. That's all I can tell you right now until we have the deposit. Once we have the deposit, any of the dates that are left in that window, we have our choice of. We pick those dates, and then they're locked in. And then any if you if you gave me money to pre-buy the ticket, we pick the one weekend or whatever, you can't come, you'll get your money back. 
it may not be like immediately. It may like we basically just have to wait. We have to wait until <laughs> Michael's laughing. What I mean by that is because I've I'm taking the money and paying the deposit. So if I like release the date the next day, hey, it's this, and somebody's like, oh, I can't go. Give me my money back right now. It's like I can't just pull four hundred dollars out of my ass or whatever. You may have to wait like a week, and then I'll get your money back. But that's fair. Basically, what I'm saying is your money's safe as long as you don't. You know what I mean? Like, it's you'll if you put it in, something goes wrong and you can't go. It, it's not a big deal. You'll get your money back. What's the price? If you want, what what are people sending? Four hundred bucks. Four hundred bucks. That will pay deal. for your ticket. It's a it's a hundred bucks a day, just like last year, and it'll be the same, roughly the same thing as last year. But we're looking to have way more classes. Basically, it'll be bigger and better last year. That's. I mean, I don't know what else to tell people. Yeah. We've already got. We've already literally got a bigger... month ago, not last year. <laughs> literally one month ago, in like five days. Yeah, actually, not but even you know five what I mean. days. It hasn't even been a month it, yet. We're, but uh, it's yeah, been it's like twenty eight days. We've, I've been working with uh, new people, trying to find uh, new people that want to participate to teach classes, get a wider variety of classes. Um, working on getting some local guys I know that have some nice terrain for some different game systems lined up to see if they want to go. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely taking it serious and trying to get the groundwork laid. Because the thing is, I have to get a date. Because when you talk to people like... What are you doing for example, this one per- Or October. Yeah, this one, yeah. Per- this one person that, I, that I've been talking to that's real excited to come that's fairly you know big in the gaming industry... It's like, hey, you know, you want to do this? And they're like, yeah, that sounds super exciting. I heard about it, you know, the w- what you did, whatever. It sounds great. I would definitely like to come. What's the date? And you're like, uh, well, that's the problem. It's between this and this. So I can't, like, 100% lock anything in, you know, until we have a date. So that's why I'm trying to get this done as soon as possible. I don't see any way it won't be done because I've already got – there's a couple other people – that have said they get paid like the first of the, the month or in a couple weeks or whatever. They're on like a every two weeks pay cycle. And they said basically the first of November, I, I should have some money rolling in that should cap it off. But that doesn't. I mean, like I said, if you want to buy your ticket now, go ahead and buy it. Your money's safe either way. Then um, it would help us out a lot getting this deposit and getting it locked in. And then also, as we sell tickets, I can pull some of my money back out because <laughs> I'm floating, basically, like I said, close to six grand of my own money, and I can't pull any of that out until we get people to buy tickets. And then you'll get special stuff if you're an early buyer. <laughs> yeah, Henry over at Cold of Paint that we just talked about said that he's going to throw in some special swag, and I'm going to commission Kurt to make a special poster that only the people who pre-bought tickets will get that poster. And then also we're going to have a badge, like your little uh, scout badges that we gave out last year. We're going to do again next year for sure. It, where you're going to get a special, like, uh, I don't know BDE what you would call badge. it. <laughs> What's, big, big Dick Energy badge. <laughs> I don't know. You well, know, I, I, I know Vincenzo was listening right now. He goes, what? A PDE badge? I need that fucking badge. <laughs> Oh, that's how Dad did it, Badge. <laughs> but anyway, you'll get a special badge for, uh, you know, buying a ticket in the pre-sale early or whatever. Make, early adopter making the 
making the camp happen. I could picture like a little stork carrying, like because you were the early adopter, like a little stork carrying some like uh, some hobby shit, maybe some models or something in its little baby pouch. That might be a cool patch. This is this is wild. This is <laughs> it's Michael writing that down. I uh okay. The, the let's talk about the badges real quick so we can just like. Can we talk about badges? Can we talk about badges? Let's talk about badges. I I did not expect the badges to do as well as they did. Like, Why year. didn't you? I don't know, man. Like that, like that's the most. That's probably a. I don't know if I'd say the most brilliant idea, but God, it's up there. <laughs> it was such a good time to see those little badges get fluttered around. This I'm also thinking. More so we, we did fanny packs last year, right? What if we did messenger bags this year? We probably should. Literally anything other than the only person who could fit in that fanny pack was Henry Steele, and, and he could hold like six Q-tips in there. That's about it. Um, I think messenger bags would be cool. Uh, maybe, or we could do fanny packs again. We just need to get bigger ones. Yeah, true. But I feel like fanny. I feel like fanny packs were like last year's thing. Like we got to do the Tosh Point oh in every year, do the different clothing or whatever. Just freshen it up. Just freshen it up. I mean, we can do backpacks. We can do messenger bags. Just seem not travelable. If that makes sense. What do you mean? It's a man purse. We gave away fucking fanny packs. We got to have something that's kind of no. like borderline. Like, would you wear this? Well, of course you will because we're gonna make it a thing. What if we make it's like quilt, like kilts, <laughs> kilts oh, yeah, with Velcro? Yeah, those uh, those tactic, nah. tactic, those tactic kilts. <laughs> even I'm not have... even on that. Nah, I'm good. Would they I'm make all set on like, that? What's that company? Five uh, Eleven makes kilts. Five Eleven Tactical make do some fucking badass tactic kilts. Be badass, and then that little front little flap, those things that hang down the, for the sporing. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Holy shit! Good job, Derek. Yeah, you will just get a Velcro sporing, and that's where you can have your badges. And then when like somebody comes up to you, it's like, "How many badges do you have?" And they like have to kneel down <laughs> and look at your sporing, and then they'll then you just you bond. I mean, that's, you're, you're practically I, at that point. <laughs> I vote messenger bags or backpacks. I'm game for backpacks. I'm not. Or the classic sash. We could do the classic Boy Scout sash with all the badges on it. That would be cool. We'd have to find somebody that would make the sash. I would say. Well, like, see, that's what? why I thought. That's why I thought messenger bags, because messenger bags go over your shoulder like a purse, and you can make the fucking. You could ma- have something made that slips over that fucking handle. That's your sash. That's part of the messenger bag. What if we had a sash? Like, what if we had a tactic sash? That was like especially With made pockets sash. and shit. Yeah, like a dual use sash. I'm pretty sure they they have to make that. Let me see well, how I'm, much. Let me I'm go sure ahead and if it's not on Etsy, you can find somebody on Fiverr. I was gonna say, dude. I was like, let me go ahead and Google incognito Boy Scout because <laughs> I I really don't need anything to happen to a Boy Scout in town. Okay, I mean it, it's it's almost Halloween. This is a good time to like start picking that shit up. It's... Oh, did I I tell you I'm working with Metro Diner to try to get everybody at the Camp Tenderloins one day. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that. That's actually fucking amazing. Yeah, sashes aren't expensive. We could do sashes. 
let's let people vote. What do they want? Do they want messenger bags? Do they want fucking? <laughs> You're hard on. Do they want backpacks? <laughs> do they want sashes? Do they want tactic kilts? We don't know. Ah, <laughs> fucking kilt. Don't put that out there. People You're vote let, for it because they know I don't. You're going to let people vote. You just, let's let them vote for my messenger uh, bag. Oh, boy. <laughs> let's go ahead and get you that tact kilt. <laughs> We're all going to be wearing fucking... How do we get 600 votes on this poll? We only had like 150 people. <laughs> Michael wrote a script. To 60, vote people. 60 people. 60 <laughs> people. Maca got online and made like... 300 fake accounts. <laughs> well, kilts look pretty easy to make. Oh, or by the way, kilts. the when Sex. if people want to give money to the, the camp, you don't have to give the full 400. We had one guy give just 100 bucks. That's all he had right now. Or a couple guys, actually. Which is totally fine. Uh, that'll still, you know, show us that you're serious and it still helps. Because all we got to do is hit that... Uh, that eight grand or whatever the hell it is to get the camp locked in. Dude, I'm not looking to lie right now, dude. I'm looking at like, so I'm thinking I wasn't in boy scouts. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a Eagle scout, obviously <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but, uh, it looks like people just used to make the sashes. It doesn't look like it was like back in the seventies and eighties. It looked like your mom would have to sew you up a sash. That's, what I'm, oh, that's, what I'm that's easy enough. I wasn't I wasn't in Boy Scouts in the seventies, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, nobody here was. But if there's <laughs> templates for that, and like you have to sew your own thing, dude, I'm thinking like a sash with like Molly on it and shit. So like you can have like a fucking a little pouch at the bottom. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be tight. That'd be tight. Either way, that's cool. That's what Ryan's is working. So. On. Been working on camp, been working on the game barn. Uh, I went to Michigan GT. I ran an event there. So, ran my Dark Age event. So, I had to pack up all my terrain. So, all the shit from Texas has still been packed. I unpacked some of it to have game night here. Then repacked, then had to pull most of the shit out. And then repack the shit that was going to Michigan GT. And then take it to Michigan. And then unpack it there do my event, then repack it and bring it home. So I've been running game night. Basically, I've just, I'm just a totally selfless human being at this point. Like I've almost ascended to like angelhood or some shit. Cause I'm just so nice to other people. Cause that's all I basically, it's just oh, living a life for others <laughs> and being humble about it. <laughs> Secretly, he will kill people. <laughs> like, it's like You fellas don't know. <laughs> but Ryan is borderline breaking down right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's been hunting the most dangerous game to <laughs> to relieve some of the stress. <laughs> for real. <laughs> nah, but for real, I haven't, like, people, like, you know, what have you painted? What have you, uh, nothing. I've not painted anything. I've been chasing contractors around trying to get this fucking barn done. And then I already got people wanting to run events in the barn. So they're, like, on my ass, like, when's it going to be done? When can I announce the event? When can I announce? I'm like, hey, bro, I don't know. I got to get this motherfucker over here to pour some footers, even though the sun's out. He's trying to say that it rained the other day, which it did, but it's already dry. And he doesn't know that I know that you can fucking pour the footer right now if you wanted to. But I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't want to tell you. I can't just like go to some man's house and drag him out by the ear and make him pour concrete. All right. I can't. <laughs> That's not how fucking shit works. So Send me his name. I'll get his mom's number. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll call his mom. And she, she'll drag him out by the ear. Mrs. Yeah. And, Mrs. Jacob. Uh, other than that, I've been footer. I've been trying to sell these armies, which is like a full fucking part time job. I didn't realize like you have to take a million fucking photos. You put it out there, then people want more photos or to ask questions. And then there's a bunch of people that like like to message you just to tell you you're high on crack and you want too much. It's like, was that necessary? Like you could have just, I don't know, not bought it. Like, oh, I would, I'd be so nice to them. <laughs> I'd be like yeah. the nicest guy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, I sold my orcs, and my salamanders, so everything I've put up is sold. So, I mean, I guess fuck those people, but it's still just annoying to have to deal with that. Like, take time out of your day. Oh, I got a message about the army. Oh, it's just somebody telling me I want way too much money. Thank you. Like, <laughs> I'd be so, I'd be so nice to them. Like, I would. Especially, what's hilarious they about would, the whole thing? They would thing, block me. I'd be so fucking nice. <laughs> what's hilarious about the whole thing was like my salamanders. I had them priced at old, so it's all it was all real Forge World that I sold. It's all real, and I had it priced at the old. Forge World retail price. So not the new price after the increase. Literally the old retail price um, with the conversion rate or whatever. I priced it at that with no charge for painting anything. And I feel like my shit's painted pretty nice. So basically I just wanted to break even on the old Forge World retail price, which is what I gave for it, with no charge for painting even though I have probably five to 500 to 1,000 hours in it, if not more. And conversions and magnetizing everything, whatever. And people want to bitch about the price. Bunch of cacks. I'm like, I'm like, so you motherfuckers will run out and buy Titanicus. You stank ass bitches. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't, but you want to shit on me for fucking trying to sell this at retail when it's fully assembled and painted and magnetized and painted well. Go fuck yourself. But I don't know. What can you do? What can you do? Not not dodge internet trolls, apparently. So, the only thing that I've learned from this is those people that want to tell you that Games Workshop is great value, just slap them. Like, for real. Don't, like, metaphorically slap them. Just physically slap them. They're so full of shit. Like, those people obviously haven't tried to, like, resell anything. It's like diamonds, dude. It's 100% like diamonds. You ever try to sell a diamond to a... <laughs> To a jewelry store, they ain't buying that shit. <laughs> it's not even that. It's like, so wait a minute. So you'll call up Forge World and order some, like you'll go, to, you'll stand in line in a convention for an hour and buy some shit for the inflated catalog price, and then throw it in your closet and never build or paint it. Because let's just be real, that's seventy five percent of what fucking people do. But you won't buy this for less money. That's fucking assembled and painted and ready to go. All right, cool story. Thanks, thanks for that. Makes no sense to me, but whatever. That's life. That's what you just gotta deal with, man. They're out there. Not only will you not buy it, but you'll send me a message telling me I'm a fucking idiot for wanting that much. Let me tell you why I'm Appreciate not gonna buy your army real quick. <laughs> Thank you. It's so funny. But uh, Stew anyway. On that, please. Stew on that. <laughs> so by the time you guys hear this episode, I will have my Blood Angel army listed. So if you don't want to buy it because you think the price is too high, that's fine, but please don't message me just to tell me that the price is too high, because 
I've thought really long and hard about what I want to price it at, and that's the fucking price. If you don't like it, don't fucking buy it, all right? But just to tell you, I have sold my other two armies. So apparently it wasn't too fucking ridiculous because they did sell. (laughs) I don't have an answer for you, but good luck, man. (laughs) I'm sure they'll sell. So... But yeah, if, if I can sell this Blood Angel army, it'll put us over the top for fucking camp. We can book it, be done with it. So that's kind of the plan. I'm hoping it sells fast. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll but be fine. between taking taking photos of everything, uh, trying to post shit, peop, you know, places, uh, mailing stuff out that I sold, meeting people. I met a really cool dude. The guy that bought my salamanders is actually a buddy of Scott's. Um, and he was actually really cool. So, uh, and he doesn't live that far. So I think we actually added somebody new to our club that can play heresy with us, with my salamander army. So that's really cool. So I'm glad he got it. So Mac, if you're listening to this, I appreciate you, bud, for not giving me the runaround. You got a deal on the army and it is what it is. And I appreciate you not being a dick about it, even though it was quite a bit of money. I think it's worth it. And I hope you, it's worth Mac. Do not play that army around Ryan. Just do not do it. Like, make sure Ryan's out of the room. The Space Marines will see their old owner and will turn on you. I'm just got to be honest. Nah. The cool thing, I live close enough to where uh, I told him that if he wanted to expand the army, he could come up and I'd show him exactly how I painted them. And I'd give him, like, I'd give him a Marine, and I'd take a Marine, and we just paint Marines together side by side, and I go through every step with him so he knows how to do it. Where else, where else do you get that? Did you imagine, like, that movie Ghost? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ryan's I'm leaning around Mac. Right, right just behind leaning around him. Mac, just guiding his hands <laughs> on the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, instead, of, instead of the wheel, it's the, it's the airbrush turnstile with the model on it. We're, like, airbrushing together. <laughs> Man, where else could you it's get beautiful. that kind of customer service? <laughs> Nowhere I know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm glad we're taking this real serious. Anyway, <laughs> all right, Mac. Now on to oils. <laughs> uh, wait till you see what we use for glazing medium. Um, so. Yeah, man, that's about it. I haven't really been able to... I've been running events or help run events, uh, packing and unpacking all my shit, chasing contractors around and trying to sell armies and trying to set up the camp all at once. It's not been super fun, but it needs to be done. Somebody's got to do it, and that somebody's me. And it's once uh, once the camp's funded, that'll be taken care of, and then I don't have to sell shit anymore, uh, which will be nice. And all the events, the event running stuff is done until Adepticon next year. Uh, and then all I really have to worry about is getting the building done. Hell yeah, rock and roll. So close. The fucking, the the light is at the end of the tunnel, Ryan. Yeah. So I just, I just want to paint some shit. I've been staring at these fucking Battletech models. I really, really, really want to like badly paint them. But... Uh, my basement's destroyed. I got shit strung everywhere from running these events. So my paint table's not even set up, and I don't have time right now. So hopefully next week I can actually get some real hobbying done. It's gonna be. It's gonna feel real good to be done with all that, though, isn't it? 
Oh yeah. Yep, for sure. I've it's been waiting to get on the other side of Michigan GT for a while. So that'll be good because I know all that's done, and now I don't uh, have to worry about building terrain or what am I going to take, how am I going to pack it, who's going to help me drive up there, all that. Speaking of all that, I want to also thank Kyle a lot. He was my partner in crime this weekend, uh, another dude from Kentucky. Uh, he went up and played in the 30K event, and we took his SUV up, and he helped me load everything in his car and unload it and set everything up and was a great traveling companion. And We split a room and gas and all that shit. So thank you, Kyle. Love you, brother. Kyle, you're a beautiful man. You're a beautiful fucking man. So that's it. Yeah. What about you, Michael? Hold on. Before we go any further, let me go grab something real quick. Okay. I grabbed I grabbed the thing that I was gonna get. So Oh, real quick, I did those Mike Mike that Mike Gupton table you gave me. Yeah. The one hobby thing I did get to do is Chris came over last Friday and helped me uh start fixing it. Like everything that was like coming loose or broke off or whatever, we glued back down and all the little chips and stuff. We filled in with all the gravel. It just needs touched up painting now. So it's like more than half done on fixing it. So I did get that done, which was nice. Oh, yeah. oh, I repainted all the roads. I did get the roads repainted. Well, badass. Because those roads did need a little bit of repainting. Yeah. <laughs> which table was this? The, uh, the city table from the from Harrison Camp. From powerful Mike Gupton over at Goldmine Games. The one we bought from him. So, so once again, my hobby progress was doing shit for other people to play on. Not that I'm complaining, but my fucking back hurts from carrying y'all. Just saying. That's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> so I've got a ton of hobby progress. I got a ton of shit that I'm going to talk about. But first off, I wanted to. This box came in today, and I wanted to show you guys. This actually came from Paul. All oh. right. Do you remember Paul? The Hell coolest yeah. guy at Harris Camp. He kind of got How the award for, for being so beautiful. He drove all the way down from uh, from Canada to Harris Camp, specifically Ontario. Yeah, like a s- four or cool five guy. day drive. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good start. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got we have a situation. We got a situation. Kitty we had is a, we enjoying had, the box more. We than had an unintended box, and uh, it has been claimed. So anyway, so powerful Paul was uh he he said you know hey uh uh i noticed that you really enjoyed all the candies and stuff that uh that aj had sent you guys and and brought you guys and he brought special little baggies for you and he goes he goes if you ever want some of those i can just send them to you and he got all those candies that were like my favorite candies (laughs) and he shipped them so that is delightful. So, and he that's sure a, did. That's a big box of candy. That is a big. That is a box of candy. You ever like, seen the movie Heavyweights? Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> you can open this whole store. <laughs> Dude, for real, for real. Goddamn, Paul. <laughs> that's hilarious. There is, <laughs> there is like forty-five thousand calories in that box. Easy, fucking easy. Any, Holy shit! How anybody... deep is that? I can't even see the bottom. I can't. Yeah, even... <laughs> that was the first layer. Of candy, Let me go ahead and remove Jesus a layer. Christ. 
And he's still got candy. <laughs> Jesus, I still can't see the bottom. <laughs> Holy shit! If any of y'all, uh, if any of y'all remember selling chocolate to pay for your public school, <laughs> this is a, it's on a whole nother level. That's what it looks like. It looks well, like one of those like. If that's like, if that's like a thing, like maybe like Paul's niece or whatever is like, hey Paul, can you buy some of these candy bars? She's like, yeah, sure. Here's like a grand. Give me everything you got. It's going straight to Texas. Yeah, it's so, she got like a fucking lighted yo-yo or whatever for selling five thousand dollars worth of candy bars or whatever you used to get in school. So we got the the Wonder Bar, nice. the Cadbury Wonder Bar. That's probably my got- favorite thing in. Are we allowed to have those? Hold on, not just one Wonder Bar. Yeah, do you hear? You want a Wonder oh. Bar? They're really good, the, Derek. We got the crunchy. He got the, you yeah, got the I little got baggy. Yeah. He got a bag. Yeah. Oh, cool. This was, I really like these crunchies, This the sponge flavor ones. Or sponge, not sponge flavor, the sponge. Uh, <laughs> the toffee sponge? sponge toffee sponge, it's yeah. Just, it's a kitchen sponge <laughs> dipped in chocolate. <laughs> the Eat More. It was, that was a dark toffee one. Oh, yeah. Man, good for them. They're just putting their candy on blast after you got a whole fucking box. Well, figure it out. Figure it out. What? Figure it out. Eat more. (laughs) This one, dude. This one was on point. The coffee crisp. Oh, yeah, that's good. That that was good. That was good stuff. Okay, then the more coffee crisp. Oh yeah, dude. Because I think I said coffee crisp was my favorite. So there's a lot of coffee crisp in here. So go to town with them bad boys. Uh, then Eric over there looking like Chunk from the Goonies. Crispy oh, yeah, Crunch. Bro. Did we get Crispy oh, Crunch in our bag? I don't think so. I think that's a new one, bro. Okay, so Crispy Crunch. What about Smarties? We, not uh, the classic Smarties that we're familiar with. I did not get any. Well, those are weird. Smarties. Are those chocolate? Are those like candy? Well, made, what are those? They're made. They're made by Nestle. Oh, so surely they're chocolate. Surely. They got an abundance of... Oh. That's what it sounds like, people. It's going to be fun. Mm. It's like in a little a little box. like a ner- yeah. a, It's like a nerd's box, only longer. Just to let you guys know, it's made in a nut-free facility. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so, people like, so people like Henry can eat it. That things have Hen- to be totally nuts around Henry. Henry's has a nut allergy? Yeah, he will die if you give him a peanut. Why the fuck did he not put that on his, <laughs> on his, uh, like camp allergy things? I don't know. I got on him about it because I'm like, would you have like a pin or something? So if you die, I like know to get it out of your like front left pocket or whatever and like stab you in the heart with it. He's like, nope, I don't care anything like that. And I'm like, are you fucking for real? Like, you could die and then I won't be able to save you. He's like, it is what it is. It's pretty easy not to eat fucking nuts. You just ask, does it have nuts in it? And then when they say yes or no, you then decide whether or not to eat it. That's what he told he, me. He ate Popeyes though. Yeah, Popeyes doesn't have peanuts in it. They do peanut oil. Yeah. They fry oh, the chicken in peanut that. oil. Yeah, he dude. didn't die. Apparently not. I got a whole story behind that. We had uh, two interns that we brought with us. Oh, no. <laughs> had... What do you mean had? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not Sorry, it, Derek. We know Henry made it. Maybe he felt weird one night. I almost killed him. See, he should have had a fucking pin. I almost killed him with Popeye's chicken. I had no fucking idea. Now I feel awful. He's going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck, guys? I mean, who would have thought fucking chicken had peanuts in it? I didn't know. It's America, bro. 
We go crazy. By the way, Smarties aren't bad. They're like big ass M&M's. Are they? Oh, they're just M&M's? M&M's candy, type things? Candy coated chocolate? Chocolate with a hard candy shell. Anyway, dude. But instead of made by Mars, they're made by Nestle. Yeah, it's like Nestle's like, like obviously this is Nestle's like get around to uh, not being able to make M&M's. So, either way, not even tell we're, oh, dude, like a whole two packages of coffee crisp. Oh, look at that. This is the choice. Anyway, we have these interns, right? We're like, put them through a hard day's work. And like, uh, then we tell them like, okay, guys, you want to go, you want to go, you want to go out to eat? Like, obviously we're going to pay for it. Your interns, all this jazz, we'll go, you know, it was a day of training and all this stuff. And so they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll go eat. And uh, it's two interns, and it's two interns, me, and our electrical engineer. And I'm like, where do y'all want to eat? And they're like, oh, we don't care. And uh, I said, what about Popeye's, dude? And my electrical engineer buddy, he goes, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Popeye's sounds great. I'm, I'm down for Popeye's. And the other intern goes, yeah, man, Popeye's is, oh, that sounds perfect right now. And they're like, fuck yeah. And I was like, the last guy's like, Popeye's? He's like, sure. And we're like, okay, Popeyes it is, boys. We get to Popeyes and we get in line and like I order first. I'm like, I'll take this, 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 everything on this fucking menu, please. It's gonna be great. And it's like, you're up intern number one. He's like, I'll take this, this, and this, you know, blah blah blah. Cool. You're up electrical engineer. I'll take this, this, and this. And last intern, do your thing. Oh, I can't eat here. What? <laughs> I'm just gonna take macaroni and cheese. Why are you just gonna take macaroni and cheese? Oh, because I have a peanut allergy, and they fry their chicken in peanut oil. <laughs> and I was like, you have a what? He's like, a peanut allergy. I can't eat peanut oil. I was like, what the fuck? Why would you say something, dude? I felt so fucking shitty for that little intern. That's how I learned that Popeye's makes peanut oil. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That was a lot less. It felt shittier than, it, than actually the story made it sound, but I was like... Well, I mean, why wouldn't you, like... Oh, I mean, Popeye sounds cool. Can we pick me up something because I can't have Popeye's? Well, like, like say something. Like he said that every, we were so hyped for Popeye's that he like didn't want to <laughs> let us down. That's fair. It was sad. It's okay, Nathan. I'm sure you're out there listening to this podcast right now with your peanut allergy, with your peanut ass. <laughs> <laughs> Would y'all not be able to eat peanut ass? How's that bar? It's fantastic. Okay, that's good. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Paul's the man. I'll eat this crispy crunch. I miss him. know what it's about. He is quantifiably the man. I must want to, instead of doing the camp, we need to just buy a campground and just all live there together. Like a fucking weird cult. Oh. Play games all day. The commune? Yeah, dude, we could be like that one... Uh, yeah. Like that one, that one place in Washington State, uh, or Oregon, that North Oregon compound. <laughs> Oh, they just made that movie. I, oh, whatever. I can't remember. <laughs> just our own independent state. Yeah. It'll be all right. Just get some land, drop a charter. Mm, this Krispy Crunch is good. It's like a... It's like a Butterfingers, but like a light... A Butterfingers light. Nice. It's good. It's made by Cadbury, so you know it's good. Anyway, so that happened. I wanted to bring that to your guys' attention. Delicious. Thank you, Paul. 
next thing I want to talk about is my hobby progress. Now I purchased some things that I do want to talk about. First off, I bought something too. I didn't know we were talking about purchases. Well, it's part of my hobby desk. What'd you buy? Um, I'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about the Michigan GT, I guess, since I went and did that, and then after we get done with hobby progress, and I'll talk about it there. Go ahead. Okay. So I got that Vortex mixer, the Typhoon paint mixer. Um, this was like oh, this was something I saw at Heresy Camp. It was from Jonathan or John Christensen. I don't know why I said Jonathan. This was from John Christensen. And he brought it to Heresy Camp and showed it off, showed us how well it mixed paints. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy that because of how long I, uh, like, because of how long I, like, I, I did the math and I was like, okay, when I mix a Vallejo paint that's, like, dead, it takes me at least, like, 70 seconds to mix this paint. If I can get that down to like five seconds, I'll be good to go. And this paint mixer does exactly that. And the way it works is it's a old school, what's called a vortex mixer. It's used in science labs and stuff like that to mix test tubes. And they actually like make different heads for it. to like, you can put like six or seven test tubes on there and all this stuff. And really that's what it's designed for. It's a scientific like tool, like a centrifuge. Uh, it's like a centrifuge, but like, so the way it works is like, it doesn't just vibrate the whole system. It's actually rotates. It does a full rotation like 60 times a second, like like super fast. If you go to our Facebook page, I, I took a video of it and I put it on there. But, uh, so anyway, this guy realized that that was a sellable product. So what he ended up doing was he purchased all these vortex mixers used and what he does is he breaks them apart, cleans the inside, completely refurbishes them, because I think most of them are probably made in like the 70s and shit and the 80s, and so they're old, and he brings them back to life. Like, he has pictures of himself, like, meticulously, like, cleaning the contacts and stuff like that with alcohol. He puts on new rubber feet, and then he goes and sands the whole thing down, and then he repaints it his color red, and then he has this big sticker he puts on the front, and then he removes the frontal controls because there's a specific setting that kind of makes sense for mixing paints, and so he just kind of leaves it at that setting, removes the controls, you plug it in, and all you have to do is take your paint bottle, put it on top of it, and it rotates your paint bottle so fast that it forms a vortex inside of it and mixes everything up. It's super badass. Okay. Sounds badass. So I've been using that, and I was, like, so impressed by it. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I <laughs> You can make a mean glass of chocolate milk with that. <laughs> Dude, you could. You can make the fucking shit out of a chocolate <laughs> We're going to do that tonight. It's going to happen. <laughs> we will not leave <laughs> without knowing. We'll film turns video out, of that tonight. Like that's Turns out happen. if you put a put a glass of milk on top of this bad boy, put some chocolate syrup in there, you can make a big mess. <laughs> Just make a big old mess, boys. Anyway, I was so impressed with it, but I was like, you know what? I've already supported this guy. I can't send him another $125 <laughs> is what it cost. I was like, I, I do want another one to give away. And so I ordered an actual Vortex mixer. 
on eBay, and I'm going to restore it myself. And like, because I, I I I do enjoy restoring electronics. That is something that that I have done in the past, and something I do like. And I was like, this is absolutely up my alley. So I bought a very discounted price eBay Vortex mixer that I will restore. Hell yeah! And then and then give away to one of my friends. <laughs> so, so I'm looking forward to that, man. Bought one of those bad boys. Uh, as soon as I posted up it on, like, I made this video and I explained, like, as soon as, like, whenever I bought my Vortex mixer, the one off of eBay, there was, like, six other ones that were, like, 40 bucks on eBay, <laughs> like, 25 to $40. I think $40 was a really nice one. And so I was like, I'll go ahead and pick that one up because it's actually, like, pretty good condition, all this jazz. And there was like six or seven other ones that were on there. And then I posted up the Typhoon Mixer like video and explained what it was. And then as soon as I explained what it was, all of them were gone. <laughs> like all of the ones on eBay were just like no longer there. And so like like I think people got the idea. They're like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm not going to spend uh, 100 bucks, but I'll definitely spend the $40 and buy this used as one and uh, go to town with it. So. Either way, it fucking works. Look up Vortex Mixers. It's badass. Uh, second thing for my hobby desk that I bought, and that works out very well, is a hair dryer arm for my hair dryer. And I know you're thinking, why the fuck is Michael so concerned about saving all this time? <laughs> well, because I am. Like, this is like efficiency to its max. So now I have an arm that goes along the side of my desk and it holds a hair dryer. This thing was like 10 bucks. It holds your hair dryer and you just put a model under it and it dries while you're cleaning your airbrush or doing whatever. I know you probably don't think like this hair dryer, like me holding a model in my hand and holding the hair dryer and then, you know, drying this model off. It probably takes you what? Like his hand gets hot. Well, I mean, but it's like, <laughs> that's like a good, like, 30 seconds of downtime that you have to do this. Now it's like, let the, let the machines do it. <laughs> and I will, I will spend the rest of this time cleaning my airbrush or doing this and all this stuff. I've turned my desk into like the most efficient model of painting that I could do. Like I can like, like shaving off so many seconds in between colors. Like at the end of the day, probably shaves off like, 15 to 20 minutes of my paint sessions and on top of that i went to harbor freight and i found a pedal that's a momentary pedal that you're supposed to like buy for routers and stuff like that and i bought one and i hooked up my uh my hair dryer to it and so you have a pedal operated hair dryer now yeah but it's it's not the, i bought the momentary one but i realized that i i much more prefer the like one tap on so like I I tap it once and then my hair dryer turns on and then I put my model there and then I I go to go clean I mean, my airbrush. If you want one of those, do. I'm sure we could go to Goodwill and find one of those lamps. Oh dude, it was thirteen bucks. Like just, I'm not even gonna. It. Like, it was thirteen dollars for the for the pedal and it works. It works so well. So Michael's like the painting one man band. Now all he needs is like a collar <laughs> with like, instead of a harmonica, like some type of hobby tool. I'm trying to think what that is, what that could be. Because he's got foot pedals now and fucking paint mixers with one hand. You can airbrush with another hand. 
He's got a servo arm with a hairdryer on it. That's what I feel like. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I fucking feel like. I feel like I got my servo arm. I'll show you my setup well, here in a minute, Derek. I can't make fun of it anymore because now you made it sound cool. <laughs> now it sounds badass. <laughs> now I'm a little sad. So, but no, like, legit, man, I, uh, ever since I got back from New Mexico, like, I have wanted to paint whatever the fuck I want. Like, that's pretty much uh, where my mindset's been. Uh, kind of all over the place where I get an idea and I was like, man, I really want to paint this. So, like, all my dust stuff that I've been painting hasn't been for a particular faction or a particular uh, block or anything like that. I've just straight been like, I want to paint this right now. I go into my hobby room for, like, two hours a night and I'll shit out a model. And, like, that's really, like, that's kind of been where I've been at this this uh, these uh, past week here. And now that I've got, like, all these efficient things, like, I've got this ultimate paint mixer, I've got this, like, straight-up hair dryer and all this stuff, I've learned a super quick, like, cleaning method from Henry. I've learned, like, I know it doesn't sound like a lot of, like, a lot of, you know, efficiencies got added, but, like, Henry just teaching me to put my thinner first before putting my paint in and just mixing in the cup like that with the blowback method or whatever, the backflow method, like, that just, like, that shaved off like six seconds of color man and it's like i can fly through these these projects in like no time and so like me like because i have that like level of confidence for my painting method down like i've got all this like confidence like in my like i know that i can get an effect or i can get a a a a look that i want and i know that it's going to be fine like i've i've kind of gotten like I want to paint this right now. Like this little PLA crafter that I painted up last night. It was like maybe two hours to get it from like start to finish with everything. Well, here's uh, the thing. Cause everybody thought I was full of shit or maybe didn't or whatever, but now we got another person that can attest. How important is it to take some of these classes? Oh, it's how super much does it change? Man. It's like, you know, and it's like, it's not even like it, you think that you're doing everything right. And then, when you realize that one thing is off and it throws off the whole method and like it throws off like like this eBay ability will not work because you are doing this one thing wrong and it's like oh, I'm sorry YouTube method this one YouTube method will not work I say I said eBay <laughs> this one YouTube method won't work because you're using like in my case I was using satin I was using satin varnish instead of uh, uh, gloss, gloss varnish just because I didn't like, cause I didn't know. And then, so like all my stuff, like my oil technique wouldn't work. And then, so like that just ruined me for so long that I just, and then you, you guys, if you're like our longtime listeners, you've heard like, you need to pick up your oil methods. You need to do oils. I was taught oil. Like I, I learned oils, but like, it wasn't like, you know, everybody's like, oh yeah, you know, this is how you do it. Like, it's super easy. Why aren't you using oils? And I'm like, cause they don't work for me. I like, I don't. Cause I'm fuck. I do it wrong. I don't know why. I, like I don't know why they come out beautiful for everybody. And then you just go to Henry's class, and Henry's like, "Hey, look, idiot! Like this is how you do it." And you're just like, "Oh." And then he's like, "You have to use a gloss because this happens." You're like, "Fuck me, right?" <laughs> like just, and it's like all the like. I know it doesn't seem like it makes sense, but like when you when you're watching a YouTube video, you can do everything they do perfectly. But at the end of the day, you're going to cut a corner. You're going to do something, and you're not going to realize why that method that they did it and taught you to do was there. 
And if you cut those corners, man, like, that's where they get you. That's where they get you every time. Yeah. And then feedback, man. Feedback's real. Like, I know, like, just just uh, taking the Cult of Paint class gets you into the Cult HQ, which is, like, the secret painting group where they, they'll give you feedback, they'll give you help and all that stuff. So I'm in that Colt HQ, and then I'm also in the CK Studios closed group for, like, the CK Studios alumni. And so, like, at any time, if I just, like, need help with something or I need, like, a, a brain trust, I can go to any one of those groups and just say, like, hey, guys, uh, I'm trying to achieve this color. What are you guys, what are you guys using? And it works out, man. And then, like, I know it doesn't sound like a big deal, but when you go to a class like that and they, they, they teach you which tools you need and you're like, okay, I need these tools. And like, if you really didn't have a motivation to get those tools before and you're just like, yeah, I'll pick those up at some day. Like I, I, I know that a lot of people that are in that seat, like a lot of people that were in the Colts of Paint class, like some of the stuff that we told them to get, they probably didn't have it, especially some of the new airbrushers. And getting those different tools at their side and at the ready, I like guarantee that makes a huge difference. Like everything down from chipping medium to airbrush thinner, airbrush cleaner, uh, just like the, the simple stuff. Like you need X20 at the side of your desk. Like this has to happen. I didn't own X20 before that class. And well, I, I was pre-thinning my paints to what I thought, and it's like, you know, okay, well, I know what I need now. So, super confident in my painting. That's all it is. You just you just get a different level of confidence. So confident, in fact, that I plan on saving models from eBay. That's gonna be my next project. Nice. So, look forward to that, guys. Look forward to. Uh, to me, rest- I bought probably the ugliest Lehman Russ I could find off of eBay because I wanted to make a point. Like, dude, did you see that thing? Did y'all look at it? Yeah, yeah. I found a e- I found a Lehman Russ that looked like it was painted in red nail polish. And did you didn't see it, Derek? No. Oh man, dude! Like the old fire engine. Yeah, man. It's a. I basically I wanted to, like. I want. <laughs> Let me get a look at this warlock. Yeah, I didn't look at that warlock. It's a demolisher. Oh I, my god! <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if. Uh, basically, I've, I've been watching a lot of these uh, these YouTube videos where they restore Game Boys and shit. You know, like they'll they'll restore something from the the bottom up, and they'll they'll time lapse so much stuff, and they'll throw in some like sweet sweet like. <laughs> some sweet sweet chill step music going on at the same time and i get deep into those videos where like i i, I know i'm never going to restore a game boy pocket but like i'm like you know what this is cool so i want to take that tank and i want to do a time lapse of it in some green stuff and then like like toothbrush all the green stuff up basically i want to take this tank and i want to film a restoration on it I want to take this eBay tank, which is fucking garbage. That like, thing looks like it made it through Splatoon. <laughs> yeah, this thing <laughs> is pretty fucking horrible. And I want to do a uh, a YouTube series of uh, saving models from from eBay hell. So we used to joke about like dipping your models in paint, 
but yep. uh, we're not laughing now. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. So uh, either way, uh, I did pick up this model. It's gonna it's gonna take a while before it's here. Um, so I got a while to not worry about that project. And uh, I, because I've been painting like stuff that I want to paint here recently, I picked up a bunch of uh, Mad Robot Miniatures Mordians. And well, they're they're imperial torsos and imperial legs, and so at some point I just want to like paint up like one squad at a time, two squads at a time, and then just get to the point where it's like, oh, oops, just have a forty k army with zero percent Games Workshop. Well, yeah, pretty much. The, just the old, have a heresy army. army. Yeah, just full mad robot miniatures, like full blood and skulls industry, like Mordians. Hell and yeah! Just like just have a bunch of imperial militia. Just roll around the Morty and Iron Guard. <laughs> yeah. So, so I I, uh, I had some of his Imperial torsos left over from another project I did, and so I painted those up in the blue that I wanted, which uh, I actually stole the paint scheme from Kenny Boucher. He painted up a his next level painting, he painted up some model and he painted him like a Mordian and it was like a really good paint scheme. So I just followed that and the torsos look fucking sweet up close. They look weird when you take pictures of them, but they look sweet up close. So I'm ready to get some of those going. Somebody needs to do a photography class at one of these things because I'm a a way better painter than I am a photographer. Hey, working on a guy that, uh, used to do that for a couple other really big conventions specifically that for heresy camp hell war yes. games camp yeah war games stoked fuck yeah so other than that man i've just been painting a bunch of dust shit just a fuckload of dust shit and those mordian torsos that's what's up so that is where i'm at uh, back on purchases, I got some of my uh, stencils in. Picked up some of those flame stencils. I was going to do... So I picked up some Titanicus shit. It's kind of back burner. I'm, I'm kind of trying to focus on my Fire Raptor for now. But uh, uh, what was the Legion? The Tiger Eyes? Legio Furians, I think. It's one of the Legions they like feature in the book. You are correct. Yeah. So I just kind of like went down a list of like uh, different Titan Legions that looked cool. Ran into that one, picked up the box, found out that had transfers in it. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. So I picked up that. I also picked up some uh, blue stuff. Some uh, thermoplastics. I was going to try to mo- make some uh, thermoplastic molds for the knight weapons. Okay. Because the knight kit, you get like three knights. You get three knight chain swords, and you get one each of the three different guns. So if you want to roll a squad of uh, thermal cannons, tough. If you, uh, if you, I mean, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you, it's, they're so cheap. You can just buy so many of them, like just buy like five boxes. Pretty affordable. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you're right. I don't know what I'm thinking. If you, uh, if you want, dude, like, you know, I've got that 3d printer that's not being used. If you want to (laughs) learn, buy some resin and just go back there and go do your thing. Yeah. I might fuck around with that too be a lot cheaper than trying to get them all resin casted and all that, I feel like. Oh, no, I'm just going to make, like, little green stuff molds for them. Oh, okay. That's fair. And then if I have, you know, any kind of success with that, 
you know, maybe show people how to do it and see if we can get some dope ass knights running around. Man, what else was I? I was going to say something else, but I've completely drawn a blank now. I feel like shit for it because I feel like it needed to be said. No, no, it's it's my fault. Very good. What else you got, Ryan? Well, so I want to talk a bit, little bit about Michigan GT because it's a pretty cool little convention. Um, it was, it grows every year, not by a bunch. Like it's still a decent size, like without being too out of control, where you got like four to five hundred people there. Um, my Dark Age event went really well. Uh, everybody there was super positive and had an excellent time. Uh, I had the only two girls there that were playing in events, so that's pretty cool. Um, so that was kind of different. Uh, <laughs> well, um, like for real. It's, you know, I've never had a 40K event and had women play in it, you know? I get it. Yeah. I've, um, um, it's 2018, man. Yeah, I mean, do what you want. <laughs> Listen to <Derek>. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds so terrible. Uh, now, Derek's making a joke, everybody. Um, no, but that was super fun. Uh, one of the girls, Karen, had me laughing the entire weekend. She was just one of those people that just... Uh, puts a smile on your face. So, and Sam is the same way. So they were both awesome. Um, had a real good time running that. It was a fairly small event. I think we had 14 people. So I got to know everybody pretty well. Um, also Dave Taylor drove from Maryland to play in it again for the second year in a row. So that makes you feel pretty good when you got somebody like him that drives from Maryland to play in your event. I was pretty stoked about that. Um, he brought his buddy Thomas and Thomas was super awesome. Uh, he, he, uh, is one of those people that, you know, I've never heard of or whatever. You get to talk to him. Holy shit. Does that guy have some hobby knowledge? You know what I mean? Like you're just like, you meet some people and they're like, yeah, I got all this. Like I can do all this 3d printing. I have all these 3d printers. I do this. Like he's basically like a John Stanford of the East coast basically like one of those type of dudes that can like, like an older guy that can do everything. And like, they're playing, um, he's, and it was funny because I found out that I'm not the only me and Scott aren't the only crazy people. So the, you know, that Gaslands game that's yeah, like, dude. you take matchbox cards and convert them. These Pretty motherfuckers bad. were like, yeah, that's all cute and all, but we're going to take one twenty fifth rebel cars and do our own Gaslands, And he's got his own, uh, barn, that he works out of and he built like a 15 by 12 Gaslands track with fucking like stadium lighting, like smaller scale stadium lighting and all kinds of shit where it looks like death race 2000. And they build all these fucking like cars for Gaslands that are one twenty fifth scale revel car models. That is incredible. It's pretty. Yep. Found out that Mark, Mark Rayleigh's part of his game club. Mark, Mark Rayleigh plays Gaslands and one twenty fifth scale with him. Yeah, dude, I feel like uh, we're really missing the boat on Gaslands. Like, I don't know. Like, I've heard nothing but good things about it since Gen Con. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can definitely check it out. Uh, or maybe if somebody else that already plays and has models and stuff, they can bring it with them to War Games Camp. We can well, check it out there. Apparently, it's just gluing guns on cars. All about it. Yeah, you take little ma- you take little matchbox cars. So you just buy a rule set. They don't sell models or whatever. You buy a rule set, 
and the you buy the rule book, which isn't very expensive, and then you just buy Matchbox cars and convert them however you want to make them like little Mad Max wasteland little cars, and you have like car fights with machine guns and shit, like Death Race two thousand. That's, that's crazy. A, that's a brilliant format. That's going to be the future, to be honest with you, man. Especially with all these three D printers and stuff like that. Oh yeah. It's like that's that's it, man. That's going to be the. That's how things are going to work here pretty soon. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like they're doing that, like what they're like, they've basically just said, well, we got this Gaslands rulebook. We're going to buy one twenty-fifth scale Revel cars and then three D print up all our own weapons and shit and make this game. That's kind of what me, Scott. John, Chris Duncan, and Eric are doing with this giant-ass Battletech game. I'm like, I'm going to build a barn. We're going to build custom terrain. Fucking roll around on little chairs and build giant fucking mechs. And it, Have you it's gotten like, a 3D printer it's not, yet, Ryan? Yes. It's not, out, not been taken out of the box because oh. of all the other shit I got going on. But That's going to be some wild shit. Um, yeah. But, uh... The convention was great. The Heresy event grew this year, so I think they had six more people than they did last year. Uh, Brian uh, ran that. Uh, it's I, w- I didn't play in it, but I walked over and looked at the armies. Uh, my favorite army, just walking around looking at it, was an Alpha Legion army. Uh, I think it won Best Painted Traitor. It was a really, really fucking cool army. Um, I'm trying to think what else was there that was neat. Uh, I bought a new miniatures game. Uh, Warlord Games was there, and they had a little demo for this game called Test of Honor. It's like a samurai game. Yep. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about Scott. Maybe you don't know. Scott fucking loves samurai shit. Like loves shit. it. And he's like, every time we ever get a chance to like play any game or whatever that there may be samurai involved, it like he's always like, oh, I want to play the samurai thing, and then we're always like, oh well, that's not really in the game, Scott. And then he gets all fucking sad, like. Chris Duncan, there's this game called Pike and Shot. So Pike and Shot is like a system for historical war games, but it's like an overall system, but you pick a time frame to play it in, even though the rules are the same. So Chris is like, hey, I'm playing this Pike and Shot game. If you guys want to play, we're doing this. And so Scott got all excited, and he's like, I'm going to play these samurai guys and had all the shit picked out. Chris is like, yeah, but we're not playing that, man. We're playing like this war in Europe or whatever. It's like the same rule set. But like we're not playing with samurais. And Scott's like, uh, fuck. So anyway, I picked up this test of honor game. (laughs) I picked up this test of honor game, and I'm just gonna give Scott half the box so he can paint up his little samurai, and it'll be something fun to play. Yeah, dude. I was actually talking about that game. Uh, There's a man. Hold on one second. Let me see. I can't. I got to give these guys a proper shout out because it is hands down one of the coolest stores I've been to. It's basically what you would, like, if you were to open a store, Ryan, this would be what your store would look like. And let me see here. This was in Farmington, New Mexico. Okay, so it is Game Changer Games in Farmington, New Mexico, dude. And, like, it was, like, straight Game Changer Games. It's, like, straight up the, like, super nice terrain. Everything, like, you walk in... They don't like, they have all their product on the wall. They don't actually sell Games Workshop, funny enough. Like I said, it'd be a store if you owned it. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't support G Dub, which is crazy to me, but it's nothing but tabletop gaming in there. And so they had a little bit of dust on the wall. They had like all these different games. And I, I walked in and I said, hey, man, check this out. 
I'm from Texas. I want to spend money in this shop because you have this fucking sick ass terrain. You're obviously all your tables are decked out. Everything is beautiful in this place. I just want to like what's what game are y'all playing right now? And it was that game. It was uh uh that test of honor. And he goes, yeah, man, we play this test of honor. We're getting real into it in the store. We have a league that we're doing. We're doing all this shit. And they were super pumped about it. And he goes, come check out this table. He had full fucking like MDF table of nothing but little like samurai huts. Like it like looked like yep. feudal fucking Japan. If you go and- if you go to Warlords Games website, they've partnered with Sarissa, which is a MD- MDF company in the UK. And that guy, the Sarissa guy, makes all of their MDF terrain, and it's really reasonable. So if you just go to Warlord's website and go to Test of Honor, um, there's only like 12 different box sets for the game, and they're all very, very, very reasonably priced. And then uh, they have all the MDF terrain there. And then if you read, if you actually get the game, like all the missions in the game are very, very scenario-based that require... uh, they're basically built around the terrain of in the scenario, which is kind of like how I do my 30 K missions. So that really appealed to me. So their idea was to make like a samurai fighting game. That's like an old, like spaghetti Western style, like samurai movie from like the seventies. Like that's what they wanted the game to play like. Yep. That's a, uh, apparently roles can make or break that game too. That's the one thing that he was talking about. It, it, it looks fun as fuck. I'm trying to find a picture of this. Uh, this so the the starter box is 50 bucks, and it gives you two. So you only play, I think, an official match. They said it's 24 points. And a unit uh-huh. is like, a unit's like three to five points. Uh, I think the, the little demo game I played, we had 11-point armies, and that was a little unit of spearmen, which a unit's only three. So it was three spearmen, two archers, and a samurai. And that was 11 points. So if you figure basically double that is a full army. So you're talking like maybe 10 to 12 miniatures. Yeah. That's that table. That's what's up. Cool. I like the big dragon. He has a bigger, he has like a bigger, uh, a bigger thing now. But yeah, that's when they were first starting, I guess. It's dope, dude. But it's, it's real simple to learn. So the cool thing about that. Like, you know, we, me and you have talked several times. We really like the dice mechanic of dust where there's yep. not like your guys don't necessarily have stats. They just have a number of dice they roll versus the defense value of your opponent. So basically, like the, the more you start with a pool of dice, like basically against infantry one, and then the tougher something is, the less dice you roll. And then at some point they just cut off. And then when you roll the dice, you're only looking for one symbol on the dice unless you have a special ability that gives you another symbol. So you don't have to like add up anything or subtract anything or things don't really have different stats or whatever. It's just you basically just says roll this many dice, you roll that many dice, you're looking for the same symbol. Right? Yep. So the way this game works is pretty much the same way. Your dice has, uh, I think one side has a sword slash on it another just a single sword slash another side has a single sword slash another side has two sword slashes two sides are blank and one side has an x on it and basically no matter what you roll no matter what you're rolling for a success is three sword slashes so basically like your spearman 
will only be able to roll like three dice and your bowmen roll like two dice and then your samurai rolls like five dice. And then when you, d- so right. like for an, for, yeah, <laughs> three slashes. For, for an, a uh, for an attack. So you basically, no matter what you're playing in the game and no matter what you're doing, whether you're attacking, defending, dodging, trying to climb something, whatever, anything that's die based, you're always just looking for three swords and your little stats at the bottom uh, will just tell you how many dice you roll, basically. So, like, a samurai's attack value is five, his evade value is five, his strength value is four or five, which is, like, when you roll a wound. Um, then he has, like, a leadership and whatever, and it just has a little symbol with a number next to it, and that's how many dice you roll. And no matter what you're trying to do, you just try to roll that many uh, sword slashes. So it's real simple to play, and it's one of those games where you can teach somebody that's never played a miniatures game in no time. And I really like that the box, like when you buy the starter box, it comes with two full fucking armies, like two full 24 point armies. But the way that that comes, it's not like you can only build it one way. It comes with just like sprues of the like generic troop guys that can be build built as spearmen or bowmen um, with some other options. And you get like a bunch of those guys. And then you get a bunch of, uh, I think you get five samurai to build how you want. Like you can give them Naginatas or dual katanas or a single katana or whatever. So there's a shitload of options in the box, triple but it gets you katana. two full armies. Yeah. Triple. <laughs> so like for fit, basically for 50 bucks, I can give Scott half the box and I can keep the other half and we can have two full fucking armies and we can play the game. And if we jam- like it, we- <laughs> I would just jam this the whole time, dude. <laughs> like just, it'd be so move my samurai over here and uh i'll attack your spearmen and roll my dice. oh dude it'd be so tight <laughs> we need to get on this i'm game for that i'm game for painting a little samurai that sounds like a really cool kit yeah and i mean like i said it's cheap it's one of those things you get it it's 50 dollars. if you don't fucking like it it's 50 dollars. i mean fuck it's like the price of a goddamn rhino but you get two full fucking armies and a game, and dice, and everything else. Can't go wrong there. Gaslands and Test of Honor. <laughs> That's on our list this week, Derek. <laughs> I gotta find out where to get that. I think we. Get, I think that uh, there's a, a store in San Antonio that sells Gasland rules. I think they just opened up. Well, I go down to Walmart and pick up some Hot Wheels. Yeah, I got a uh, I got a coupon for Warlord. If you Wheels guys want. If you guys want to order Test of Honor, I got a uh, a coupon code you can use. Done. What was the scale that uh, that they're playing Gaslands in? One twenty fifth. One twenty fifth. It's whatever yeah, it's, the Revel models are that yeah, the standard Revel like models are playing. One twenty fifth. Yeah, that's why they picked that scale was because that's what almost all Revel model car kits are. <laughs> <laughs> what. <laughs> Michael found a model kit for the the A team van, one twenty fifth scale A team van, boys. I wish I'd have got. I went to I went to Thomas's Facebook and looked for pictures of their track and shit, but he didn't have pictures on there. He had them on his phone, but not on his uh, Facebook. So I need to get some photos from him and see if he'll let me share them because they fucking awesome, man. It's one of those things like you, all these people do all this cool shit <laughs> and you don't even know. You really don't even know. And then you get to meet these people and you're just like, holy fuck, man, that's amazing. 
get rolled up on by the Mach 5, dude, 125th scale. Ha! <laughs> 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 I'm, dude, I'm, I'm kind of, like, look, I'm confident in my, like, big vehicle painting skills right now. <laughs> I'm not so confident in my people's painting skills, so, you know. It's like, you can hold your samurai. Give me that Batmobile, though. Give me that Batmobile, son. Might be playing some 125th scale Gaslands here pretty soon. You guys got to build a big track. Done. Easy. I think his was 12 by 8, I think is what he said, or 15 by 12 or something. It was fucking big. Jesus Christ. Kitty, give it room. Got to give it room, mama. It was like a big figure 8 track. And then they built, like I said, it looked like uh, miniature versions of stadium lighting and like barbed wire. It looked all po- post-apocalyptic and shitty around it. It looked pretty rad. It looked really fucking cool. That's insane. <laughs> Just jam out some motorhead the whole time? Yeah. Cool stuff, dude. Fucking rock out. So, yeah, I had a great time at Michigan GT. If anybody gets a chance to go, you should definitely go and check that con out next year. I think me and Scott are going to run Battletech there next year. We talked to Jeff, and he gave us a yes. So Scott's pretty pumped about running some Battletech. And we also found out one of the guys that plays Heresy up there, actually several of them, I mentioned Battletech, and they were like, yeah, we all play Battletech. We got all these mechs. The one guy had a Fed Sons license plate. I was laughing my ass (laughs) off. I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. He goes, we were the playtesters for the original uh, Total Warfare rulebook. Like, I fucking helped write all that. I'm like, are you fucking for real? He's like, yeah. Like, like, check hell yeah. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty funny. Felt. It's hilarious. Like, everybody always says nobody plays Battletech, and then you just go to any event and you go up to any game system that's a miniatures game system and you go, hey, how many of you people here that are playing bold action also played Battletech at one time? And like one third of them raise their hand. Same thing with, like, everything. And then you start fucking totaling that up, and you're like, hmm, there's more Battletech players here than any fucking thing if they all played Battletech. How many of you boys play Lord of the Rings and then shock everybody? <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> We've been sleeping on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I love you, Eric. <laughs> Turns out that's been, like, the War Games Fight Club. <laughs> you for real? Nobody talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you don't know, then you don't know. That's it. I'm meaning to get into Battletech. I'm kicking myself for not getting any test games in at uh, Heresy Camp. Dude, for real. Same. So, like, it's I pretty funny. Battletech stuff. I just don't know what to do with it, uh, to be honest. So, two, two, people, two people did test games with us. Scott's brother and Vincent. And guess what? Both fucking full goddamn hard-ons for Battletech and both full aboard the Battletech train. They've both oh, yeah. bought a bunch of shit. Yeah, I was watching already. over Vincent's shoulder. He was having a great time. Yeah, he's fucking pumped, dude. Me and him have been talking on Facebook and like almost nothing but exclusive Battletech shit. No, yeah, I was... Uh, I Like I said, man, I was watching them play the alpha strike i was watching bat reps and like learning how to sneaky like sneak up on people and fucking (laughs) toss babies on them i get it like i I understand i just don't know how to even begin to play battle tech i don't even know what i'm supposed to do (laughs) what alpha Alpha strike's fucking easy i could literally teach you alpha strike in a half hour everything there is to know I, i believe it i believe it i just don't i don't i don't even like 
you know, I don't even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> I get it. I understand. They're like they're little bottles. Why don't we do our biotech episode? When can we do that? <sighs> Whenever you want. <laughs> All we got to do is set it up where it's me and you, and you when we're recording it somehow. Like you have to walk me through it where I'm where. You know how like when you guys did the TFL thing, like I said, and we could like you could show your computer screen on onto the live stream. Yep, yep. We need we you need to talk me through so I can do that on my computer, and you'll be the you'll be where you're at. I'll be where I'm at. We'll have it where we're recording a YouTube video on my computer. Like, I'll, we'll be showing my computer screen, but hear both of our voices and. We can record a YouTube video, and then you can basically be the person that wants to get in that knows what question. Like, because I'll just go through it, but I might miss something because I'm not new to it. So when I'm going through, you could go, "Oh, well, what about this?" And then it'll it'll trigger me to actually show. Does that make sense? So by yeah. showing you and recording it, other people can learn from it, and then you can be the one to ask the questions that I wouldn't think to ask. Because Yeah, so easy. that's what sounds I want to like do. Solid. Sounds like a Google Hangout to me. That sounds like okay. content. So when do you want to do it? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you're free. Um, I'm free this coming weekend. We'll talk about it. We might be able to do something okay. Friday. Okay. That'd be good. Chris Duncan's here on Fridays. Even better. Even better because he gets deep into BattleTech. Oh yeah. Yep. I was picking his brain a little bit at camp. So anyway, anything else? We got anything else, boys? I think that's it. That's all I got. Me and Derek got some chocolate milk to mix up. And... You got any voicemails? Oh fuck! <laughs> oh, <laughs> you were about to forget about voicemails. <laughs> voicemails, boys. Oh man, we got <laughs> voice measies. <laughs> You thought we were about to wrap up, didn't you? I did. I thought we were going to wrap up. Let me see where we're at. Let me see where we're at on voicemails. What do we got? Anyway, I'm pretty pretty fucking pumped about giving Scott some little samurais and see what he does with them. Because he's like super fucking into samurais. So we just got one voicemail. But it's a good voicemail. It says, open the voicemail, let nature take its course. This comes from... from you know what? We'll just let it happen. Hey guys, Matt here. I have a question about Book 7 Inferno for you. No, I'm just kidding. That book's fucked. <laughs> Inferno because it's basically a dumpster fire. But I could visualise your eyes rolling as I said Book 7 and question in the same sentence and to be honest, it kind of gave me a chubby. Now, speaking of pathetic and flaccid objects, I'm really excited for the dick tank. A.K.A. the Sentinel. <laughs> Not the Centurion, you ignorant pricks. You see, it was the only tank ever built by Australia. And like all things Australian, we're really proud of it. Why? Because it's unique. It sticks out. And we have this mad chip on our shoulder. Because if it wasn't for our slouch hats, that's those broad-brimmed hats with the one side turned up. If it wasn't for those, everyone would just think we're British. Because all through the First World War, the Second World War... We kicked ass alongside the Canadians and the Kiwis. And yet, unless the picture has a title telling you it's the Colonials in it, you wouldn't have a clue because we all look the fucking same. That's why the dick tank is so important. It's a flaccid symbol of our pride. So, yeah, 
You make that mighty pain. You sculpt that throbbing casting in all its glory for me, Michael, and I'm on the dust, dude. Also, I'd just like to quickly talk about the section you guys did on the last episode uh, where you had to talk about Forge World and their new releases. I have to say, a one-armed prostitute with severe arthritis in their wrist, forced into giving a grudging handjob, would probably have had more enthusiasm for it, really, than you guys had last episode. <laughs> and, yeah, I can't blame you. I think most people are currently in the same boat with Forge World. Anyway, keep up the good work, and if you're still looking for a new name, I'd suggest something like better service, faster shipping, because I find that utter contempt for your fans is the best mode to operate in. Lots of love, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Powerful Macca. Uh, so, yeah, dude. The <laughs> I've been talking with Macca quite a bit about Dust, man. He's actually getting pretty hard for it. I made the... Uh, if you guys haven't seen, I posted it up on our Facebook page, but if you're interested in Dust, I know we've been talking about it quite a bit. Uh, I have my podcast, Radio Free Sferagrad. Uh We tend to record every Thursday when they have a new release, and we drop it that same day. Um, it's about an hour. But I also created a YouTube video, kind of like Ryan was talking about for Battletech, but this is more, this is for Dust, how to, because a lot of questions I get asked, like, how do I do this, or what's this, how does this work? So I just went through what I thought, like, question-wise that I got, and just, like, did a screen capture, and just walk you through, like, how to buy stuff from Dust, and how it works, and, like, how the So it's basically, like, the beginner episode that I've been wanting you to do. Yeah. Pretty much what okay. the exact beginner episode cool. Ryan wanted me to do, but visual instead of like podcast. Even and better, it's been, it's been getting good good traction as well. So, uh, so yeah, I did that, and so like Mac was real happy about that, and then he was talking about getting me on uh, the outer circle and all that stuff, and you know have a good time and talk about that jazz. But more importantly, he wants the Sentinel. It was a Sentinel, right? Another Centurion, or was it? Did I just get that backwards again? Who cares? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Some bullshit Australian tank that didn't get used. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway. Uh so so I definitely I definitely took some calipers and I measured the size that I would need to 3D model a little dick and to, like a little, no, I'm sorry. I needed to make a water-cooled shroud to go over a, uh, a M3 chassis, uh, dust chassis, and so uh, very simple. Like it's like not a big deal. Sculpt it. It'll take me like probably an hour to completely finish this little water cooled, thirty caliber machine gun, and uh, because it's only like five or six millimeters tall, an average size machine gun, uh, I could print probably like. 80 of them in like 20 minutes i feel like <laughs> it's probably more like 40 of them but just print them all at the same time and just from the ground up and then you'll just snip off the old and put on the new and you'll be good to go the old switcheroo the old switcheroo and so it'll be fun then people can have their australian uh australian m3 walkers Aka the well, also, couldn't you just take the actual tank that he wants and just say that it's like a Wolverine or one of those other tanks that's a tank chassis? Just put like a phaser on the main gun. 
Uh, I mean, you could honestly just go buy a 148th scale, like, Sentinel, Centurion, whatever the fuck it is, and then just put the phaser or the... the... That's what I was getting at. Oh, yeah. 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 And, then just call, and then just call it a... What's that tank that's like that? A Wolverine, uh, so right? The, yeah, it's called the well, the Wolverine's like the actual tank. It's the Wolverine 3, the Wolverine 2, and then there's the Pershing 2 and 3. Yeah. And so, yeah. But those are actual the tank chassis. The right, but what I'm Wolverine. getting at is just use those rules. Pick one of those yeah. and use those rules, but use the model you wanted. 100%. Just go down, or you can have custom-made water-cooled machines. We guns. also just need to let's just get Paolo on it. Just have him fucking put it in the game. It's not that hard to write a stat card for it. And he needs some fucking desert, more Desert Scorpion units. That could be the Desert Scorpion tank. Like they don't have like a tank tank yet. How awesome would that be if that became the official Desert like Scorpion tank, tank? The one tank that Australia made. They don't really have. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of how useful that tank would be and then ben, in North Africa. <laughs> <laughs> whatever who sure. cares it's fucking it's plus aliens it's world war ii plus aliens it's not real you can make it do whatever the fuck you want it's got space dust in it or whatever the fuck who cares it's got space dust. it's got drugs it's got vk vk man <laughs> nah, that'd be cool we'll figure it out we'll get it we'll for, for mac we'll figure it out we'll get the dust war journal guys involved i'll make them make a stat card for it it'll be great it'll yeah be fuck easy. yeah Honestly, though, like Scott Robertson's probably already done this. Like he's probably already has a stat card made. He probably has an exact model already. Let's be real. Scott Robertson probably has like four of them, and he probably has a like platoon design for these dick tanks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was our voicemail. Uh, guys, I need you to send in spooky voicemails. Don't disappoint me again. I'd be real sad if you did. But Man, I that, feel like I had a good story to tell, but I don't fucking remember. I feel like there was something important to tell everyone. Well, me and Derek are going to go make chocolate milk. That's what's going to happen. We'll tell All that right. story. Yeah. I, you I'm do that. positive this milk's going to come out great. I have to buy glue at Walmart anyway, so we'll just go to Walmart. We'll get some milk, get some nice. chocolate already, syrup. I already need to go to Walmart. There we go. There we go. It all works out. And then we'll go vortex mixer us some hot chocolate or some chocolate milk, <laughs> and we'll post it immediately to <laughs> the Facebook page. So, all right. Well, you guys have a good one, and wish us luck. We'll kick you off to some music. Hey, hey, real quick. I want to just apologize to Gav Thorpe for running out of time for having him on this episode. So we ran out of time for him. No big. Oh. I'll see you guys later. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Later. Later.